You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Paul Lazarus. In the 1980s, I produced and hosted a radio series called Anything Goes, a celebration of the American musical theater. Now the Broadway Podcast Network is bringing back these shows. Starting our second season, this is the first of a three-part program featuring legendary composer Cy Coleman. In September of 1980, Cy came to my apartment in Manhattan and discussed everything from his collaboration with Bob Fosse to working with Lucille Ball. In olden days, a glimpse of stocking was a look on to something shocking. But now God knows anything goes. Good offers, too, who once knew better words, now only use for letter words, writing prose. Anything goes. If driving fast cars you like, if low bars you like, if old hymns. If they could see me now, that little gang of mine I'm eating fancy chow and drinking fancy wine I'd like those stumble bumps to see for a fact The kind of top draw first rate chums I attract All I can say is, oh, wow, we look the where I am tonight I landed pow right in a pot of jam Oh, what a setup Holy cow, they'd never believe it if my friends could see me now. Tonight at eight, you should have seen. Good afternoon, and welcome to Anything Goes. Today, a look at the career of composer Cy Coleman. You'll be listening to a pre recorded interview with Mr. Coleman and selections from his many Broadway scores, including his current smash hit, Barnum. You'll even hear a song from Mr. Coleman's musical in progress. Atlantic City. I'm Paul Lazarus. Join me for the next hour and a half on Anything Goes with my guest, theater composer, Cy Coleman. If they could 
Sai, you made your pianistic debut at Town Hall when you were six, and most people hadn't even uh, touched a piano by that age, let alone uh, making their debut. I was just curious what had happened before that, so that that uh, you were all ready to do a debut at six at Town Hall. Well, what happened before that was usual breastfeeding and all that sort of thing. Um, I think that uh, what did happen was just purely accidental. I mean, I didn't come from a, a musical family, quote, quote. And um, my mother was very interested in real estate, and she owned two tenement houses, and we lived in one of them. And um, This is in the city, right? In the city, right, in New York City, in the Bronx. What had happened is that somebody had not paid, I suppose, and they took off. I don't know exactly what the circumstances were, but evidently they couldn't get the piano out. And we moved the piano downstairs. I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's almost as if Neil Simon had written this, but he hadn't. <laughs> And uh, it was moved into our apartment, and I became immediately fascinated with the piano. Now, unbeknownst to everybody, myself included, uh, I had what is known as perfect pitch. Now, I don't know how that contributed to my musicality, because there are a lot of people walking around with perfect pitch that don't know it. Mm -hmm. uh, but these were, this was a happy set of circumstances for me, because I would pick up things from the radio, and I would transfer them to the piano, and I discovered this little toy, and I, it started to fascinate me, so I started working at it a lot. So much so that my father, who was a carpenter, nailed the piano shut. Uh, however, though, being the son of a carpenter, I opened it. You opened it. <laughs> so, All right. How old are you at this point? Oh, I was about um, four or five, around there. And uh, it was the milkman who sent over his son's piano teacher and made a deal with my mother. I told you my mother was a businesswoman. I think we got two free lessons for one that we paid for, and that sounded like a good deal, so I was on my way. Shades of old Lucretia Borgia There's a devil in you tonight And although my heart adores you My head says it ain't right Right to let you make advances Oh, no under normal circumstances I'd go But oh, those fingers in my hair That sly come to the stare That strips my conscience bare It's witchcraft And I've got no defense for it The heat is too intense for it What good would common sense for it do? Cause it's witchcraft Wicked witchcraft Proceed with what you're leading me to It's such an ancient pitch But what I'd never switch For there's no nicer witch than you 
such an ancient pitch But one I'd never switch For there's no nicer witch Bobby Short performing the first smash hit song written by Cy Coleman and Carolyn Lee, Witchcraft. You're listening to Anything Goes. Today, a look at the career of composer Cy Coleman. After winning many prizes as a child prodigy, Cy studied classically for a long time at the New York College of Music and with Adele Marcus. After deciding not to become a concert pianist, primarily because he wanted to compose and perform his own material, Cy gained national prominence playing jazz piano in clubs across the country. As many composers begin their theater careers, he first contributed songs to reviews, John Mary Anderson's Almanac in 1953 and the Ziegfeld Follies of 1957. Then he hooked up with lyricist Carolyn Lee. Tell me about how you did meet Carolyn Lee, because uh, that's really your first major collaborator. <clears throat> well, let me see. I was, um, there was a place that, speaking about Tin Pan Alley, there was a, Tin Pan Alley was generally known as the Brill Building. And there was a place that had uh, hamburgers and hot dogs downstairs called the Turf. Oh no. <laughs> and uh, I went down to the Turf one day. I was sitting, I don't know if it was Joe McCarthy or who I went with, and, you know, and I got to know some of the people around. And uh, Carolyn was there. And uh, she was riding around, and we talked, and she said, I don't remember who said I might have said it, you know, or she might have said to me, you know, why don't we write something together? I mean, this is like one of those old movies, you know? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> And I said, sure. <laughs> and we went upstairs to a publisher's office, and we wrote a song called A Moment of Madness. We finished it in a day, and... So you went that, upstairs and wrote a song that day? That day, <laughs> A Moment of Madness. That's all this affair was. You looked up, and there was a kiss to be claimed. And uh, we wrote that, and we played it. George Paxton, who was a band leader, but was a publisher at the time, had a publishing firm. And we played it for him. And uh, they heard the song, and they said, that's a great song. I think Sammy Davis is coming up for a date. And we said, wonderful. <laughs> and so we wrote, we gave him the song. We signed the song over to them. And, and within a week, we had a record of Sammy Davis singing A Moment of Madness. So we decided this was a really great event. I mean, our meeting, we'd try it again. And we wrote a song, a song called In Pursuit of Happiness. And In Pursuit of Happiness was recorded by Louis Armstrong. And so we were having some good luck with this thing. <laughs> yeah. Of course, it was a different music industry. moment of madness that's all this affair was I looked up and there was a kiss to be claimed a moment of madness of sheerest insanity when I in my vanity thought love could be tamed but it couldn't be tamed 
And it soon gained control of me And the kiss to be claimed Claimed the heart and the soul of me Oh, you can say what the hey You can just walk away When that moment of madness is through But what do you do When the moment is gone Madness goes on and on and on and on and on. Composer Cy Coleman at the piano performing the very first song that he wrote with lyricist Carolyn Lee. You're listening to Anything Goes with guest composer Cy Coleman today. Now back to a pre-recorded interview. Carolyn and I had a very rocky time of it. We were very different personalities. When we got along, we got along very well. When we didn't get along, all hell broke loose. And I tried it for a couple of years, and we got ourselves an agent to get shows. And the agent was Abe Newborn. And Abe Newborn was terrific. I mean, Abe really manipulated. He, we, wrote, we wrote scores. We tried out, we, did, uh, we wrote an audition score for Gypsy. And uh, he would play one against the other. We wrote a few scores, and we had several shows, and we were playing for various producers. So we played between Fuhrer and Martin, and David and Merrick, and um, whoever the producers were, I had about four or five of them. And he made a little demand for us, and finally got to a point where he got us a huge advance, and we didn't, hadn't done any shows. <clears throat> so <clears throat> we played for... Um, Fuhrer and Martin, who signed us to do a show called Skyscraper, which we never got a book for. Uh-huh. Which later on, yeah. <laughs> later on, it came along. They got a book for it. But um, in the interim, while, we're, while we were waiting for uh, Skyscraper to come along, um, Michael Kidd called us up. And Michael Kidd was directing and producing a show with Lucille Ball. And I believe he had a, uh, some other writers. And somehow they had a falling out. And they called us up and they said, would you do it? So you did Wildcat so and they did we Skyscraper. Do it? With Lucille Ball, who was just coming off of uh, her, big, her big television show. And this was going to be her Broadway debut, in a sense. It was so that was it. Yeah. So I mean, that's how Carolyn Lee and I started with uh, Wildcat. Writing for Lucille Ball, was the, what, what kind of experience was that? Uh, we couldn't find the opening song, song. You know, I mean, writing for Lucille Ball, you have to write within the limitations and uh, the talent of the person. So obviously, you know, when you're writing for Lucille Ball, you write for what Lucille Ball can do. And our first meeting, we had a bunch of songs, and we nearly threw out Hey, Look Me Over because we didn't think that it was kind of a sophisticated enough for us. Uh, we played for her that, that day, and I didn't realize that Lucille Ball would be frightened. I mean, here we were, just, you know, young in the theater, and I would, the idea of Lucille Ball being frightened, I thought, what has she got to be frightened of? She's successful. I mean, as if that was the reason that people are frightened. I mean, I've got a reason to be frightened. <laughs> so, vying for who was going to be more frightened. Uh, but anyway, she came up to E.H. Uh, e. Morris and company, and... We played the songs for her, and she said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm. And that's all I would get at, and we didn't know. And then when we got to uh, Hey, Look Me Over, uh, she said, I can sing that. And I said, well, thank God we left it in. 
So she got up to the piano and we got locked. Do you ever, I don't know if you've ever got locked in a stare with somebody and we didn't know how to break it. And it was just, it just went on and on and on. And finally we said, I said, well, let's, let's start. You know, we start. And when we finished the song, she sang the song. She said, she said, let's not ever do that again. She said, my eyeballs hurt. I said, so do mine. She said, well, I'm glad that's over. She said, I was just panicked to death to come up here and sing for you. I said, you were panicked. I said, I was panicked to have to play for you. She said, well, now that we understand it, she said, we're gonna stop all that nonsense. So we became good friends then. But you gotta beat the drum, Janie. You gotta tell them, here we come. Pow, pow. You gotta say, stand up and listen. You gotta say, it's us. We're here. You gotta say, hey, look me over. Lend me an ear. Fresh out of clover. Porky's up to here. But don't pass the plate, folks, don't pass the cup. I figure whenever you're down and out, the only way is up, and I'll be up. I like a rosebud, I am the vine. Don't thumb your nose, but take a tip from mine. A little bit short of the elbow room, but let me get me some. And look out, world, here I come. Come on, Janie! Oh, why did them laugh at us? Tell them a story Sing them a song, she says And sing them a song we do We're hitting the road Loud as a chanticleer And jittery as a hen The road to glory Ready to whoops, my dear But here we go again Yeah! Hey, look me over With Lucky Land slots, You can get lucky just about anywhere Dearly beloved We are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. performed by Lucille Ball and Paula Stewart from Cy Coleman's first full Broadway score, Wildcat. 
you're, you're involved with so many other things that sometimes there's a big space in between your show writing because you're, you're doing so many other things in so many different areas all the time. But Little Me was really two years right after Wildcat. Mm -hmm. um, that show had uh, so many uh, incredibly talented people working on it. You know, who oh, it was a wonderful show. Yeah. It's a wonderful, unique, and I think possibly one of the funniest shows that Neil Simon has ever written. And we all love that show. Bob Fosse loves the show. He'd tell me some of his best choreographies in that show. Huh. Neil will say some of his, his best lines, and, and he loves that show. Uh, Carolyn Lee and I myself love the show, too. So, I mean, we're so, all in love with that show. Well, I hope that means it's going to come back at some point. I assume, I tell you, this is a show that every year everybody says they're going to do a production of. I mean, when it was sold to the movies, Joe Levine was taking out a double-page ad every day, Little Me is Coming. Mm. Sort of, it's turned out to be waiting for the Messiah. <laughs> Swen Swenson sang a song called I've Got Your Number, which I particularly like. Can you set that up, how it occurs in the show? It happens in the show when Musgrave, I think it was Musgrove, wants to take her away. And he decides to seduce her. And the way he did, and this was Bob Fosse's concoction, I think it was the first male strip on stage without taking off. Oh. He, didn't, he didn't get nude. And he didn't get anywhere near nude, but he did a very seductive bump and grind strip, and he removed his um, the garters from his arms, you know, the things that were holding up his sleeves, and and threw them at her, and it was a pure seduction, very very sexy number, and Swen stopped the show every night. Called, I've never seen something so consistent. I mean, there was not any time that he did not stop the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, he went to England and recreated it and stopped the show every night there. I mean, the audience just loved it. And the idea was that he does seduce her and she becomes pregnant. You've got no time for me. You've got big things to do. Well, my sweet chickadee, I've got hot news for you. I've got your number I know you inside out You ain't no Eagle Scout You're all at sea Oh yes, you'll brag a lot Wave your own flag a lot But you're unsure a lot you're a lot like me, oh, I've got your number, and what you're looking for, and what you're looking for just suits me fine. We'll break those rules a lot, we'll be damn fools a lot. But then, why should we not? How could we not combine? When I've got your number and I've got the glow you've got. I've got your number and baby, you know, you've got mine.
break those rules a lot We'll be damn fools a lot But then why should we not How could we not combine When I've got your number And I've got the glow you've got I've got your number And baby, you know You've got mine Sid Caesar played all the, the practically all the male roles in that show, all the lovers and husbands. And uh, do, you, do you remember anything standing out particularly in his performance? Let me see. There were so many wonderful things that uh, <clears throat> he went from Noble Eggleston, who was uh, the richest boy in town and the handsomest, and he went to Harvard and Yale, and he was going to be a doctor lawyer, uh, to uh, a takeoff on um, a tyrannical Hollywood director. Oh God! There's a to a to a Romanian to a prince. It was a Romanian prince, I think. Uh, Did it all. And sad sack. And he sang a very touching version of uh, "Real Life Girl" as the sad sack. Which which I believe is almost cut from the score. Which yes, it was cut from the score originally. Uh-huh. Much to my chagrin, I always claimed it was a conspiracy. You know, you get paranoid. These yeah, things. Why was it cut? I mean, I can't even imagine. Well, right in the beginning, it was cut. Because everybody, everybody has different theories about him. I think the theory was that a ballad wouldn't work. And what happened, the show was going along beautifully. And at the end of the first act, we had a number called Don't You Fret Lafayette, We Are Here. Everything happened in that number. Sitsi was on stage carrying on. There were cannons rolling off. And they were in wartime. And Belle Poitrine was there with her, her troop to help the boys. You know, her troop was really kind of call girls, you know, they're all coming to help the boys, but it was a very noble experiment for her. And she did it very nobly, and somehow the number was falling flat. And we didn't know why. The audience seemed to like the number, and it was a clever number, but it was not really, we were not getting the response at the end of the first act. And it was concerned we had big meetings about it and big fights about it. So what happened is that finally... Bob Fosse said, well, listen, why don't I try to take, you know, let's dig up that number that we cut, Real Live Girl. Let me see if I can do something with that. And I said, well, that would be wonderful. And he did this, instead of having a loud ending to Act One, he took it and he gave us a soft ending and a beautiful male ballet of the soldiers. Mm-hmm. And as it turned out, that was, uh, we waited, by the way, breathlessly that night to see what would happen. The audience just went absolutely bananas. And that remained, and that's how it remained in the show. Terrific. And uh, I mean, analyzing it later, you know, and figuring out why, I had figured out that the reason that it worked at that time was the audience was so besieged with gags and numbers, and it was such a wildly entertaining show that we never gave them a chance to catch their breath. And at the end of the first act, it gave them not only a chance to watch a beautiful ballet that Bob had done, and with a song that they obviously liked, and it was beautifully done on stage, but it also gave them a chance to really realize everything that they had seen. Uh-huh. You see? To hand. assimilate everything. So I believe that's one of the reasons that it worked as well as it did. Hey, Yanks. 
guess who's coming? Real life girls. Real life girls. Nothing can beat getting swept off your feet by a real life girl. Dreams in your bunk don't compare with a hunk of a real life girl. Speaking of miracles, this must be it. Just when I started to learn how to knit. I'm all in stitches from finding what riches a was can reveal with a real Broadway cast recording of Little Me, you heard Real Live Girl, the closing of the first act, written by lyricist Carolyn Lee and my guest today on Anything Goes, composer Cy Coleman.
to Cy Coleman Part 1, the first of a three-part series. Associate producer Jeff London. Anything Goes Backstage with Broadway's Best is produced and hosted by Paul Lazarus. For more information, visit anythinggoespl.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and follow us. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.